Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for to everybody who's given us a shout out on Instagram or social media. We appreciate it. Um, so the Bible talks about sanctification, and if you look in the dictionary, the basic definition is is to set apart from from profane to holy. Uh, the Bible says in Je- the first time the word is used. It's in the book of Genesis, and it says it's God actually sanctified something. Genesis 2, 3, and it said, And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he rested from all his work which God created and made. So God set apart the seventh day as a day of rest. He set it apart as different. It had a specific purpose. So when something's being sanctified, it's saying, I'm choosing this for a purpose. Our tithe is actually money that's been sanctified for a purpose. I'm taking this tenth and I'm setting it apart from the rest as a purpose. People would, uh, you could use the term sanctify with seed. People would take their harvest and they would take, you know, this is what, this is the harvest that I'm going to consume, whether by selling it, trading it or eating it. But this is what I'm sanctifying or setting apart for a specific purpose. But it's a little more than just setting apart. It's setting apart for a holy use. And so they were t- in the old covenant. There were there were vessels that they used in the temple that were sanctified. Le- Leviticus eight ten and Mo- Moses took the anointing oil and the anointing anointed the tabernacle and all that was therein and sanctified them. Leviticus eight fifteen and he slew it and Moses took the blood and put it upon the horns of the altar round about with his finger, and purified the altar and poured the blood at the bottom of the altar and sanctified it. So God used it to go from ordinary material plain to holy set apart for God's use. Under the new covenant, sanctification, from my studies, this is what I see that there's two parts. There's there's sanctification that takes place at the new birth. I've been talking over the weeks and the months about how you're a new creature in Christ Jesus and that your faith is perfect. You don't need more faith. Your faith is fine, right? You don't need more joy. Your joy is fine. The Bible says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. It says, with joy shall you draw forth water the wells of salvation. You don't need more peace. You need to learn how to draw out what's already yours. Your the lack of faith isn't a problem. It's, an, it's usually lack of an understanding of the word or just it's unbelief that gets in the way. So the, the, the point isn't to focus on unbelief, focus on lack. It's to focus on God and to draw out what you have. And so for us, uh, our spirit at the new birth has been sanctified. John 17, 17 says, Lord, sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. And so Jesus was talking there. And then Jesus follows it up by saying, um, uh, he says, uh, he said, I've separated myself. I've sanctified myself for um, the, the, that they may be and for their sake, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. So Jesus was just saying, I've set myself apart to the work of the ministry, to, to the purpose of answering God's call. I'm distinguishing my life for God's call because the purpose is that they can be sanctified to the Father, sanctified by the truth. So, so Jesus' life was set apart so that we can be set apart from the world to God. Make sense? Okay, on the same page. A little like warm-up, little precursor here. And so it's set apart. Ephesians 5.26 says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that which should be holy or without blemish. So sanctification, the first type is instantaneous. 
So when you receive Jesus, the Bible says you were sanctified by the truth, by belief of the truth. The Bible says sanctified by faith. There's, I could give you 20 plus verses that show at the new birth, your spirit man was sanctified. Your spirit man was made holy. You were taken from the, the, the 2 Corinthians 5.17 sums it up. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new and all things are of God. So the old man, which is the nature of the devil, the nature of sin, was, was the unholy part, the part that sends you to hell, was wiped away and you were, you were translated from the power of darkness to the kingdom of God. So you've been sanctified. You've been set apart. You've been made holy. You've been set apart for, uh, for, for God's purpose. For us, though, moving forward, you see a different sanctification. You see that first instantaneous sanctification. Hey, as a born-again Christian, you're set apart to God. You have to realize that the, the more you spend time in the Word, you, the more you'll realize you're not of this world. And that's, I, I see modern day Christianity and it's one of the biggest mistakes that they make. And obviously not all of it. I believe there's a group of people and it's growing people who are saying, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world that yes, I may, you know, have coworkers and I may, but I'm not trying to look like them. My life is set apart to God. But the more you spend time in the word and your mind is renewed in the word, you realize the way the world does things is not the way that I do things. I don't live according to what the world says. I don't, even the way I treat my health is different than the way the world does. What does the Bible say? The Bible talks about how he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was on him and by his stripes, I was healed. So my prescription for healing is different than the world's. For me to do it the world's way is to lean on the arm of the flesh. Now, I'm not telling you, you need to, the, you, your faith needs to be built in this area. You need to grow in this area. But for me, I've decided <laughs> my first, if there's an issue, my first stop is not the doctor. My first stop is the word of God. That's understanding my life. When I gave my life to God, I'm separated from the world. I don't partake in things that the world partakes in. Why? Because my purpose on this earth is different. You know, it was the same with the call to ministry. They would take the people would take the Naz, the Nazarene vow, and it would mean no alcohol. They wouldn't cut their hair. There was a separation. People ask me, "Well, is it okay to drink alcohol?" I think as a Christian, there's really no place to drink alcohol, and I'll tell you why. Number one is it doesn't lead to anything good. There's no there's nothing good that alcohol is going to lead to. The Bible says that if you, you cast your cares on the Lord, why well, just drink it to relax? The Bible says that he's our comfort. He's the God of comfort. He doesn't give us alcohol to comfort us. We go to this, many people go to alcohol, what they should be going to the spirit of God for. I do it just to take the edge off. I do it because I like the taste. Well, there's a lot of other things you can like the taste of that don't impair your judgment. Alcohol makes strong in you what God wants to be weak. And so for us, if not even outside the call, I'd say as a minister, there's absolutely no place for alcohol, any alcohol in your life at all. Why? Because there's people who you're there to set the example for. But I could show you in the Bible that the Bible says for conscience sake, you, you, you do what other people, you do, you for the service of God, to serve God and to serve man, you adjust your conscience based on someone else's. If someone was saved out of alcohol and their family was alcoholics and they were alcoholics and they say, I can't touch it, the Lord's delivered me. By his own power, he delivered me. 
and then you're there like, yeah, I drink on the weekends, whatever. You're then making yourself a stumbling block. So anyway, stop trying to get what you can out of this world. I can still be a Christian and do this. I can still, you're asking the wrong question. The thing should be, how hard can I run for the Lord? But sanctification is a work that God did in us at salvation. But the second part that I see in the word is summed up in John where Jesus said to his, his, excuse me, Luke 9, 23. uh, And he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So the first part of sanctification is what God did in you. He did the work of making you clean, taking you from unholy to holy. The second part of sanctification is the part where we choose to set ourselves apart. There's actually a very interesting verse, and it's in 1 Peter 3, 15, that says, talking to us and it says, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So that's not talking about cleansing, right? We can't cleanse the Lord, but it's saying set apart the Lord God in your heart. Give him the place that he deserves. Understand that the things of God are holy and they need to be treated with such. Understand that when you pray, you're not just talking to a man. You're talking to almighty God. You have an audience with the king. In the same way, if you were going to go meet President Trump today, you would not wear, you would not wear, you would not walk in slouchy wearing sweatpants and be like, yo, what's up, doc? Um, yo, what's up, Don? You would treat him with respect. Now, I'm not saying you can't pray in sweatpants because obviously the Lord looks on the heart, but it's just the attitude. Set the Lord apart in your heart. The first before that actually talks about persecution. And there's, I believe what they're saying here is, hey, understand that your relationship with the Lord is the most, give it the rightful place. I'd rather die persecuted than deny the faith because I've set the Lord apart in my heart. This is not just a normal thing. This is the Lord God. Everything else in my life bows to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so sanctification is, a, is an understanding that I'm in this world, but not of this world. And so you give the Lord uh, his rightful place. It's a decision you make to, to keep your life set apart for God. There's a scripture that I want to read for you, 1 Thessalonians 3, verse, um, excuse me, 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 4, and it says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such." For God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. So it's an, sanctification for us is an understanding. Listen, I've been set apart. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. And so I look ahead and I look and I, I look at people who aren't set apart for God. I look at people that are just doing whatever they want. They live by the Burger King uh, theme song. I had it my way. And I understand I'm not going to have it my way. The things that I watch will not be the things that other people watch. I'm, Job actually said, I made a covenant with my eyes that I would not look upon a maiden. He made a covenant. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. The things other people partake in, I don't partake in. Why? Because God has set me apart for a different use. I am holy. I am righteous. Sanctification is our attitude towards the things of this world. This is not my portion. 
I have, I've chosen to, to restrict myself from these things and give myself wholly to God. And I believe really it's a response from understanding 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, which says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by the traditions of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. You know, for us, it's an understanding that we're not our own. We were bought with a price. When you look at your life, when you look at your family members, and many of you are in great families, everyone's born again, but you can look and see, this is where my family draws the line in serving God. All of my money is set apart to the things of God. All of my life, all of my day, I have no days off from the things of God. I'm responding to the fact that Jesus died on the cross for me. And I'm looking at the Bible says the vain conversation of my fathers, the way my family's always done it, the things they've always done. Yeah, it's just always been done this way. And you say, no, my life is set apart for a different purpose. I'm set apart I'm holy. I've been sanctified by God. And so I'm responding to what he did by making a decision. I'm not going to sleep around. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to flirt with every girl that comes my way. I'm going to treat my body with respect because before this body is mine, it's the temple of the Holy Ghost. This is not even, I don't even have a claim on this thing. I've been set apart. I don't have a choice if I want to go get a tattoo. I don't. It's not my body. It belongs first to the Holy Ghost, second to my wife, and third and lastly, is I'm a steward over it. It's not my choice to make. I've been set apart. I believe the Lord is putting things in people's heart here, specific areas, maybe where you've let yourself slide and said, this is okay, this is okay. But where God is reminding you, you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. So sanctify the Lord God. Give the Lord his rightful place, but also make a Romans 12 verse one and two says, make a decisive dedication of your members. I belong to God. I'm living in the will of God, which is my sanctification. I'm knowing how to possess my own vessel in sanctification and honor. And God will reward you. When you say, God, I belong to you, there's always a reward with God. Never forget Hebrews eleven six. They that come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You do not serve God at a loss. You serve God and there's great reward for serving him. I believe this is going to be a year of great reward for you in the name of Jesus. I love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.